Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey everybody, welcome to American Uck Radio. It's uh, good to be with you. Uh, my name is Mike Phillip and uh, we have lots to get to today. Uh, this is not a popular topic. Uh, a lot of people don't want to discuss this. I have noticed um, in looking at social media and uh, and just different things that people uh, post online that they like to stick with things that uh, I, I guess they think are encouraging. Um, the things that and, and encouragement is a good thing. We're supposed to have that, uh, but we're also also supposed to be very aware of the the world that we live in and how it is going to react to those of us who have the Holy Ghost or the Spirit of Jesus living inside of us, okay? They hated him, all right? Uh, the children of this world, of of the devil, they don't like truth at all. They don't like being called out. They don't like being told that they need to repent, okay? They don't like being told they're wrong, Right? And uh, the the fact is that you are going to be hated and persecuted and mocked, possibly even killed if you choose to take up your cross. In fact, taking up your cross uh, is difficult, it's heavy, and uh, it's on your way to being sacrificed. <laughs> Amen? Right? Carrying your cross up to Golgotha is uh is a difficult thing and praise the lord we got chet and mel in oregon and, and alabama praise the lord we're going to talk about persecution today in the word of god uh this this is how how to uh frame it in your mind um and how to look at it in god's word right uh first of all it's it's just inevitable that it's going to happen, okay? Inevitable. And if you've never had any whatsoever, um, well, praise the Lord, 
there's going to come a time when things are going to get a little heavy or a lot heavy. Praise the Lord. People, uh, I've noticed they, they want to be Paul. When, when, uh, when it comes to miracles and casting out devils and healing and stuff, but then they freak out when things are difficult. Okay, and when I say they, I've been there, present company included. I've had things get very, very, very difficult on me. Amen. I have, and and uh, I I know what it's like, and I've also um, had to uh, suffer some some difficult and and painful lessons. Uh, definitely, absolutely, and so that is that is just how it is. And uh, I want to just just get this right out off the beginning. Second Timothy chapter three verses twelve and thirteen. Paul, the apostle, uh, this man went through some stuff. Uh, you want to be him? You want to quote him and say, I'm like him, or I, I want to be like this guy? Well, are you willing to drink from the cup that he did? You want to, amen? You want to be great in the kingdom of heaven? If you want to be great in the kingdom of heaven, then that means uh, there needs to be some suffering that takes place. If you think that being great in the kingdom of heaven means uh, looking like a Ken doll forever or a Barbie or uh, having a, a fat bank account your whole life and never never having anybody disagree with you and always coming out on top uh, in a worldly way, then uh, I'm afraid you're looking at it all wrong. Okay, Trials are to perfect you. And there were people in the Bible uh, several times that could have been delivered from something that would have been very unpleasant, but chose not to. That they would obtain a better resurrection. And so I want to talk about the key to enduring trials, hardship, suffering, and persecution. Okay? Persecution for righteousness sake. The key to it all. Okay. The key to it all. And and it's very plainly spelled out in the Bible. Okay. In God's word. It's talked about over and over again. In fact, uh, well, let's get into it. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verses 12 and uh, 13. Paul is writing to a, a young preacher, right? This is this is what you need to expect. This is what you need to do. This is how you need to conduct yourself in the church, right? This is a letter to an apostolic pastor, okay? You can read in the book of Acts where Paul found Timothy and they went around and they, they started churches. Paul, Timothy, and uh, Silas started the, uh, the, the church in Thessalonica. Okay, and then uh, you you see his name written at the beginning of the church of of the letter to the Thessalonians and to uh, uh, Ephesus. Right, he tells Timothy in these letters, stay in Ephesus. So when you read Ephesians, uh, at one point Timothy was the pastor of the church at Ephesus. Okay, this is Paul telling him, stay in Ephesus. Don't preach any other doctrine. And then in his second letter, 2 Timothy, we call it, it's a letter, 
right? A letter that became scripture. Verses 12 and 13, chapter 3. Yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. This is not maybe. It's not there's a strong possibility. Uh, the King James Bible says you will. You will. All right? But evil men and seducers will wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Continue thou in the things which you have learned and have been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. All right? And so Paul is telling him there's going to be difficulties that are going to come with this. This thing that you have received and what you have been chosen to do, stay on the mark. Stay on the line. All right? There's going to be things that are going to come along. Most people cannot handle uh, being mocked. They can't handle it. They just can't. If you, if you see somebody with a fake name in an internet chat room these days, uh, mocking you, most people can't handle it. They get a hey! in their gut. Um, I know people that that have had large followings online, and uh, they have told me in private that they don't read their co- their own comment sections because they can't handle the things that people say about them. All right. Uh, this is a thing. And it's difficult to handle people mocking you and lying about you, but how about just ignoring you? Right? What if it's family? What if they just don't talk to you no more? Because you told them God is one and uh, there's only one way into the kingdom. And all of a sudden, because you have a revelation and God has given you peace, joy, love, and open up the scriptures, you have a revelation, all of a sudden your entire family turns on you. And what if what if it's not even a mocking where they openly tell you you're an idiot or you're a fool or or what if it's a thing where you just get the look? Oh, oh they, they just kind of roll their eyes and shake their head and sigh. That's difficult for people to take. It's hard. It is. Imagine standing in front of a crowd of people when you haven't done anything wrong. And they're all accusing you of things that are worthy of death. And and you take that because you have such a very strong belief that there's something worth suffering for. Worth suffering for. Right? What what does your flesh want? It just wants to feel good all the time. Right? That's why... Uh, people get taken in by lust, right? Because they want to feel good all the time, 
right? Why does somebody become a cocaine addict? Because they can't stand not feeling good, not being on the mountaintop all the time. I can't go into the valley. I can't suffer persecution. I can't feel like, right? They want to be on top of it all, all the time. And it destroys them. It destroys them, right? Praise the Lord. Uh, Acts chapter 5, verses 40 and 41. We're just going to go through a few scriptures before we kind of get into the meat of this, okay? Um, How many of you could do this? How many of you could, in the city where you live, Acts chapter 5, uh, people see stuff like this and they freak out. Amen. They don't. They don't get happy and they don't get excited. They get angry and they get upset. Look at the reaction of the apostles here. Okay, Acts chapter five, verses uh, forty and forty-one. Uh, they that Peter and uh, 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 a couple other guys they got called before the council because they. Um, they, they called on the name of Jesus with authority and a man was healed right in front of everybody. Okay. It was, it was going into the temple. It was busy. This guy was, uh, he, he was somebody that, uh, everybody knew was a beggar that laid in the gate and, and was, was, you know, he was there every day begging. And so there was a display of power that um, nobody could deny. Talk about doing the right thing, huh? Right? These guys weren't, uh, they weren't being persecuted because they wore a mega hat. They were not being persecuted because they said Alex Jones was right. They were not being persecuted because of anything other than that. Somebody who uh, could not walk and was lame, had a, had a legitimate medical condition that everybody knew about. They were being persecuted because by the power of the name of God, the only name given whereby we might be saved, healed this man. And so they called them into the council before uh, the, the men that ran the temple and asked them, uh, they, they said, how did you do this? By what name or authority? And they said, well, by the name of Jesus, there is no other name given whereby men might be saved. And they told them, well, you don't, don't you be talking in this name no more. And they said, well, we are going to talk in this name. Now, we have a commandment. We're, we're full of the Holy Ghost. His spirit lives in us. And we are going to preach the name of Jesus. That's just all there is to it. And so they had a little private meeting and they got together and they said, uh, uh, the, the high priest Gamaliel, he said, uh, be careful what you do with these guys. We've seen false messiahs come and go. We've seen people come and go that claim to be prophets and messiahs and and uh he said refrain from these men and leave them alone for if this council or this work is of men it will come to not it'll stop it'll just everybody will forget about it right it'll go away but but if it be of god you cannot overthrow it lest haply you be found even to fight against god and so they all agreed 
And then they called the apostles back into their little meeting and they and 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 they beat them when they had called the apostles and beaten them they commanded that they should not speak in the name of Jesus and let them go now this would be humiliating think about that if you got if you got called into a church meeting in a large catholic cathedral or uh because you had been used by God to do a miracle and they they laid a thumping on you, laid a dirty looking on you, punching you in the face, hitting you in the head with boards, kicking you while you're down. Your eyes are teared up. You're having a hard time breathing. You're sore. Okay, have you ever have you ever been in a fight? Have you ever lost a fight? I have. Uh, I have been in fights where I did not win. It happened. Okay, I've I've won them and I've lost them. People that get into fights, they they lose some and they win some. Some win more than they lose, but there's always that guy. Okay, I know what it's like to be discombobulated after being punched out. <laughs> okay, it's not doesn't feel good. Uh, but praise the Lord. Uh, it says they departed from the presence of the council rejoicing that they were counted worthy to suffer shame for his name. Wow. Wow. Doesn't sound a lot like the... That doesn't sound a lot like the uh, the big uh, uh, mega church with the rock and roll band and all the people. Uh, just doesn't sound like it. The affluence and the wealth that we see in a lot of churches, uh, it just it sounds sounds kind of foreign actually with what we experience. Rejoicing because they got beat up. By a bunch of priests. Cheering. High-fiving. I know what you're thinking. That's some pretty tough talk, Mike. Were they did, did, did were they cursing their head off and taught and saying, You're all going to hell? I've heard patriots do that. I've heard I've heard people. Um, talking about government or or whatever, and you're all going to hell, and they think it's great. They think it's, uh, that they, they they think it's awesome. Amen. I've heard that. Uh, let's go to Luke chapter six and verse twenty-two. Luke chapter six and verse twenty-two. Um, this is some difficult stuff that we're going to talk about today. Luke chapter six, verse twenty-two. Blessed are you when men shall hate you and when they shall separate you from their company and shall reproach you and cast out your name as evil for the Son of Man's sake. Well, in his day, it was government and church. 
right? Obviously not his church, but religious folks, right? They had some traditions that they don't they they didn't like their traditions being messed with at all. They they that 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 angered them greatly if you messed with the traditions. Now, just being separated from somebody's company, especially if they're family, that's difficult. That's tough. That's hard, especially if they were nice to you before you got a revelation of Jesus. Especially if they treated you well before you knew who Jesus was. And now, and and they seemed to be very religious before, but now all of a sudden they won't have nothing to do with you. They separate you from your company. And not only that, but they seem to have kind of a smugness, sort of a mocking. They won't out and out curse your name in front of you. It's more of a thing where they just kind of get a look and roll their eyes. <laughs> Brother. There he is again. I've been a Christian for 50, 40 years. I've been going to church and I don't go around talking about God like that. Oh, he'll learn. He'll learn. He's excited, but uh, he'll he'll... He'll learn that that's not how you act. You don't talk about God. I, I I heard a bunch of old farmers in a restaurant once saying, if you're a good Lutheran, you don't say nothing. And they were bad-mouthing this woman because uh, there was a woman, I guess, in their church that was really excited about Jesus and talking about him. And uh, and they were like, I've been a Lutheran forever, and if you don't, if you're a good Lutheran, you don't tell people about God. You don't you don't say nothing to nobody. Button your lip, buddy. <laughs> I my bro and my brother was with me, and and we were listening to this, and we were like, "Don't tell people about Jesus if you're a good Lutheran." I I guess that's, Amen. Well, that was the church that they went to. That's how it was. Praise God. And and Jesus said, and and he says uh, in verse twenty six, he says, "Woe unto you." When all men shall speak well of you, for so did their fathers unto the false prophets. See, there's there's a set of priorities that we kind of need to get a hold of uh, when it comes to understanding what it means to live for God and be a Christian. Now, God won't put on you more than you can handle, but he'll punish you and he'll bring you to a point where you need to grow and and you need some resistance. And, amen, Paul said to Timothy, all those that will live godly are going to suffer persecution. When Lot went to the men of Sodom and, the, the, and told them, do not do this wicked thing. Don't do it. They said, who made you a judge over us? Who are you to judge us? We're going to deal with you worse than we were going to with these other guys that they were going to rape. That was, what, uh, 3,600 years ago? Very similar today. It's it's still the same. Um, let's look at a couple more scriptures before we go to our commercial break. We're already halfway through the first hour. Can you believe that? First uh, Peter chapter 2. And then I want to jump over to the book of Hebrews 
because uh, people mocking you and putting you aside from their company, that's going to happen. And it's going to be people that were uh, treated you well before you got the revelation of Jesus Christ. Expect it. Expect it. Amen. I have never been beaten up or punched out because I laid hands on somebody and they were healed. I have never been uh, uh, hit in the head with a bat because I was preaching. Okay, that hasn't happened to me. I I have been mocked. I have had people that I uh, I, I I love turn their back on me and and quit talking to me. And I've been accused of things and and I've also suffered from my own faults too. Uh, I have. I, I I've I've done things that were stupid and paid a price for them and been punished. Uh, been taken to the woodshed, and that's not fun either. <laughs> oh no, it's not. <laughs> Trust me. If God, if your father's mad at you, Amen. He he's not like a a weak, willed, wishy washy earthly father that uh, if you screw up, they give you a lollipop or something, or or just don't punish you at all. If if if. Uh, if your father is the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of Jesus Christ, whom he loves, he chastens. And if you've ever felt that, it's a frightful thing. Let me tell you. There, well, there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to hide. There's, you can't. And so, uh, second, First Peter chapter 2, uh, I, I want to read a little bit here. It's funny because he says in verse 13, Submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether it be to the king as supreme. Ooh, that's a tough one, hey? That's a tough one. Or unto governors. Or premiers. As unto them that are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers, for the praise of them that do well. For so is the will of God that with well-doing you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. Amen. Honor all men, love your brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Right? Now, verse 18, Servants, be subject to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the froward. The ones that treat you like crap, be good to them. Ye, that's tough. That's tough. I don't see a lot of that in people claiming to be uh, patriotic, conservative Christians. I see a whole lot of swearing their head off and jumping up and down and glorying uh, in the death of the wicked that they're going to hell. I I hear them very happy about that uh, on a lot of shows and podcasts that uh, I will turn on and listen to during the day. I hear that. Uh, Verse 20, for what? Uh, verse 19, for this is thankworthy, thankworthy, worthy of giving thanks if a man for conscience sake toward God endure grief, suffering wrongfully. Suffering 
they lied about you. They accused you falsely. They said, he has a devil. That's what they said about Jesus. Why do you hear him? He's nuts. He's mad. He's got a devil. He's a liar. He's a false prophet. For what glory is it when you be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable to God. When you do right and suffer for it, that is acceptable good to God. And that's what he likes. Well, that's pretty tough to hear, isn't it? And I don't say these things lightly. I know that um, whatever things I say, I have to uh, think that that might that 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 applies to me too. And so I'm growing with you today. How's that? Amen. Now I I see a lot of uh, people posting Bible verses on Twitter and stuff like that. Whenever I look at it. Uh, which I which I hate to because uh, I never walk away from it feeling very good about things. <laughs> Amen. No matter who it is. Uh, but I, I see them posting a lot of things that would make you think that you're not supposed to suffer for righteousness sake. Well, uh, I'm sorry, but that's just not... I mean, God will reward you. There's times when he'll bless you for sure. But the time you grow the most is in the valley. Mountaintop experiences are great. Amen. They are, but you're not supposed to have them all the time. Like I said before, that's why people get addicted to drugs and sex and lust. And amen. Because, and, and that's why people are the covetous. That's why they steal and try to get their hands on as much as they can. Because they're trying to create a situation where they're on the mountaintop all of the time. If I just have enough money in the bank, then I won't suffer. Then I things won't be hard. Things won't be difficult. I saw an uh, 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 article last night. I was looking through the news and, and uh, uh, the governor of California signed a bill where uh, he, he's making it so that you can get an AIDS drug without a prescription. Okay? That'll lessen the chances of contracting AIDS. Well, that's fantastic. Praise the Lord. That's uh, how how wonderful is that? Now, you can just you you there, there, see there's no more consequence for sin, right? Just take the drug. Every time people try to do that stuff, they walk right to their own death. They kill them. The more you try to insulate yourself with money or drugs, or alcohol, or just stay on the mountain all the time, or feel good all of the time, that's what ends up getting you. And there needs to be time where you grow through suffering. We're going to be going through Hebrews chapter 11, and I want to go to verse 35, okay? Being mocked and insulted uh, is 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 really hard for most people, and that's why you have internet trolls, because uh, they know that they can hide behind a fake name, and that they can just say things that'll get you to blow up 
and that'll ruin your day and get you to jump up and down like a monkey. And they figure that they will never uh, suffer any consequences from it. That's why that's why people uh, swat. You heard of the term swatting, right? Causing hardship without repercussions, without paying a price, right? And so, verse. 35 of Hebrews 11. And remember, we're going to talk today about how to endure persecution. What what thing in your mind, if you keep in your mind, you'll keep doing what's right, even when it seems like there's no benefit and it seems like you're suffering because of it. I've been through this. I have where I, 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 I just, it just, I've read it a million times. But it blew me away. I, I did the right thing. And, and it was like my brothers and sisters in the church. After I did the right thing, they turned around and, and said things to me that just, just were like a punch in the stomach. After I'd been good to them. Uh, a lot of times that's how it is. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, we got to go to our commercial break here, but Hebrews chapter 11, verse 35, women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured. Tortured. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. They could have been delivered they could have put a stop to what was happening, but they said no. Why? Because they believed that they were going to gain something better because they endured the suffering of the present time. Why do people stock up guns? And practice martial arts and lift weights. Because they think that'll save them. They think that that will stop pain and humiliation from coming on them. Is it wrong to have guns? No, I don't think so. Is it wrong to lift weights? I, I Maybe I, I if you're doing it to look good for... Uh, the, the women at the club so you can go out and uh, cause abortions and, and fulfill your own lust and, and you because you're so vain and full of pride that you want everybody looking at you and that's why you cover yourself in tattoos and lift weights all day and train or, or, or amen? Is it, it, it You think you're going to serve God better because you have ammunition saved up? I mean... Um, They might have, others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Not accepting deliverance, which means that they could have. They could have gotten out of it. Wow. Others had trial of cruel mocking. They were mocked. People uh, mocked them. Crowds of people uh, jeered at them. Uh, 
most people can't take that. Amen. Peter, the apostle, he just he said to Jesus, I'll die for you. If other people deny you, I will be killed for you. I'll go to war. I'll pick up a sword and I'll fight. And then Jesus got arrested and taken away. And Peter caved to a 13, 15-year-old girl. He could not take the scrutiny of a little girl, this big, tough fisherman. And, and fishermen in that day, you had to pull a net full of fish onto a boat. They're strong people. But he could not take the scrutiny of a little girl. They rejoiced. They gave thanks because they were worthy to suffer shame for his name's sake. Persecution. Mocking. I, I, the other night we were just with somebody and I was, I was saying something that I, I thought it was a good thing to say. I thought it sounded good to me. It sounded wise. It sounded important. It was something I had thought about over and over again. And, and we were with another couple. And, and this woman, just she just busted out laughing while I was talking. And I was like, well, thanks for that. I guess you think I'm an idiot. I know what that's... I, uh, Amen? <laughs> people watching my show that think you're an idiot Mike I, I've had them in the comments section come in and you're a moron you're not living really living for God you don't know your Bible you're a fool I, I know what you're like I, you know. it's coming let's go to our commercial break and let's talk about how to get through that okay there's a way. I mean, first of all, we've been warned that it's coming, right? So, I mean, expect it. We'll be back right after this. How to endure. Enduring until the end. Endurance is a big part of living for God and making it to heaven. I know the I know the preacher on the TV said, just believe and ask Jesus into your heart and then you can walk away from this TV commercial and forget all about it. You're going to heaven. Don't don't worry about don't you don't have to pray. You don't have to go to church. You don't have to none of it. Now do I believe that we're not saved by works? Yep. Do I believe that the finished work on the cross is all of it? Yep. Do I think that you can just forget about it all and live however you want and still go to heaven? No, I do not because uh, my whole Bible tells me otherwise. And if that was the case, why would they bother have suffered shame for the name of Jesus? Why would that be a good thing to them if you can just do whatever you want, live however you please and still go into a holy Lord's uh, presence? Why would Paul write all them letters to the churches if it was as easy as repeating a prayer and then just walking away? Or, uh, I, oh, I'll, 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 I'll ask Jesus into my heart on my deathbed. I'll just I'll slip in at the very last second. 
Why? Because I don't want to live for God right now. I don't want to sacrifice anything. I don't want to suffer shame for his name. Don't want people to uh, roll their eyes when I talk. Amen. You know what? Let's skip the commercial break. I'm skipping the commercial break. Hebrews chapter 11. Women received their dead. Verse 35. Others were tortured. Not accepting deliverance. Cruel mocking. Scourging. You know what a scourge was? Was a a whip like a cat of nine tails with little bits of metal and bone and pottery in it so that when the whip... Uh, when all of them came down on your back and then they pulled away, it ripped chunks of flesh out of you. There were people that thought that's better if it's the will of God. And uh, our ultimate example, Jesus was one of them. That's what, that is what he did in order to buy your salvation. He went through all that and that was what the whole law was showing. They were stoned. People took rocks and threw them at them until. Can you imagine having a crowd of people around you uh, throwing rocks at you, like big rocks hitting you? And and you look around and one hits you from this side. You put your arms up. One hits you from the back. And and because you did the right thing, that happened to Paul several times. I I hear people quoting him. I don't, you don't have to be baptized because Paul said in 1 Corinthians, I, I, I was not called to baptize there. See, look, I'm like Paul. I, I've got one verse. I'm just like him. I don't have to do that. Or are you? A lot of those, those, those letters he wrote, he had been beaten and thrown in prison. Amen? They were stoned. They were sawn asunder, sawed in half, sawed in half. And and what if that don't mean this way? I'll leave you with that. I don't mean to be gross. I don't mean to, I'm not trying to scare anybody. I'm saying that Think about what's being written here by the apostle. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. The world wasn't worthy of them. They wandered in the desert and in mountains, in dens and caves of the earth. Amen. See, we're going to go into the Old Testament and show you all this stuff being written about in the New Testament because Paul is writing to Hebrews. If you think Paul wrote the book of Hebrews, I do. If I'm wrong, whatever. Doesn't matter. What matters is what it says. And he's writing to Jews. He's writing of the things in the Old Testament saying we have a better and covenant now. And look what happened to them. Look what happened to them. They didn't even have the promise. He says, These all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us 
should not be made perfect. Wherefore, due to this, all this, what I just said, he says, we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay, a, lay aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. What sin easily gets you? What is there a weight on you, something that weighs you down from running the race and fully, full-on living for Jesus with everything that's in you, all your strength, all your heart, all your soul, all your might? Well, they might make fun of me. I might lose a friend. They might, they might look at me funny. I uh, I might lose something. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. The author and the finisher. He's talking to a bunch of Hebrews. He's talking to Jews about the Old Testament and what happened then. He says, Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame. He had to go through some shame. He had to endure hardship and shame. Amen. When I, I was talking about this to chat the other day because uh, it came up that I was studying in the morning and I thought about Noah when he got off the ark and his son Ham went into his tent and uh, he was naked and his son Ham discovered his nakedness and made fun of him. And his other two sons uh, went in backwards with a blanket and covered him. And uh, he got up and he cursed him. He cursed him for discovering his father's nakedness. That was a theme all the way through the Old Testament. You have those in you that will... Uh, that discovered your father's nakedness well jesus said he that has seen me hath seen the father isaiah prophesied that there would be a child born and his name would be called the everlasting father amen you see jesus that's jehovah god in the flesh he is the father and he is the son he's the son of david and he's the god of david in a man. And when they crucified him, he was naked. He was naked in front of everybody. And they were mocking him and making fun of him and trashing on his name and lying and laughing and wagging their head and oh, look at them now. Yep, that's that guy, the one that's, oh, look at him now. Said he was going to, no, he healed other people. I guess maybe he just wasn't what he thought he was. Amen. And there was a scapegoat. Praise the Lord. Now, I want to go into this and read this. Mocked, punched out spit on 
There were types of it in the Old Testament as well. Okay. Now, you want to be wise? You want to be strong for God? You know, did you know that all the 12 except for uh, one were murdered brutally? And Peter, who could not take the scrutiny of a 15-year-old girl, <laughs> we laughed, but hey, yeah, could you? Huh? Hey, it's easy. I'm, I'm alone in my house right now. I mean, I'm talking to a lot of people, but there's nobody right in front of me that doesn't believe that I'm aware of. Could be a lot of you watching. I don't know. Could be uh, people thinking, boy, is this guy ever an idiot? Look at him. Look at he's He's, he's ugly. He's, his hair's falling out. He's missing a few teeth. Let's go find somebody better looking to tell us about suffering for Jesus. <laughs> find somebody with a PhD and a doctorate of divinity. Praise the Lord. Most people can't take mocking. Most people can't take it. And they would not accept deliverance in order to obtain a better resurrection. Wow. Peter, in fact, Jesus told him, I'm going to be taken and they're going to, they're going to crucify me and treat me like crap and, and mock me and uh, they're going to nail me to a cross and then I'll raise up after three days. And Peter was like, oh, no, 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 no. Honey, this won't happen to you. Come here. Come here. Everything's going to be great. Living for God is easy. Just believe. What's your problem? You're supposed to have fat stacks of cash. That's living for God. Peter and Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan. Thou savorest not the things of God. If any man comes after me, let him pick up his cross. Praise the Lord. There's a lot of people out there that will use the name of Jesus and pretend to be hard in order to get clicks and followers. Let me tell you something. The closer you get to the cross, the more people will fall away from you. And there are people out there that... Uh, uh, do have larger churches and gatherings, but let me tell you something. They went through hell to get where they are. Praise the Lord. It's some tough stuff to talk about, isn't it? Praise the Lord. Now, we got a few minutes left here. He says, for consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Don't get tired and faint in your mind when you think about how the God that created everything had his creation, these, these little uh, mud balls that he put spirit and life into, come and, and, and yell and lie and curse and spit on him and punch him in the face. 
He said, And have you forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children? My son, despise not thou the chastening of the Lord, nor faint when thou art rebuked of him. For whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If God loves you, he's, you're going to get a whooping once in a while. You know why? Because he's a good father. If you've got a pastor that says, Hey, if you don't stop doing what you're doing, you're going to walk into traffic and get hurt really bad. If you go out and keep doing what you're doing, you might end up with a disease that you can't get rid of. You might end up with an abortion on your hands. And if I don't punish you or chasten you, you might walk into a situation where you're trapped and you can't get out and there's a lion going to eat you real slow. For whom the Lord love, he chasteneth and scourgeth every son whom he receiveth. If you endure chastening, God dealeth with you as a son. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? If you be without punishment or chastisement or correction, whereof all are partakers, then you are a bastard and not a son. Furthermore, we've had fathers of our, of our flesh that corrected us and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection to the father of spirits and live? For verily after a few days chasten they us for their own pleasure, but he for our profit. And no chastening for the present seems to be joyous, but grievous. Nevertheless, afterward it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness unto them which are exercised thereby. Amen. If you are going to yield fruit unto righteousness, you're going to need to be pruned. And that probably doesn't feel good at the moment, but it's going to work something in you. It's going to get something inside of you that cannot be removed. Amen. When you have endured mocking for righteousness sake, Amen. There's something inside of you that nobody can come along and just take away. That when you explain to somebody how the Holy Ghost and fire gives you joy and peace and love. And no, I'm not going to the riot. No, I'm not going to the protest at the legislature because I think it's stupid. Because I think that... Uh, people need to repent and be baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. No, I'm not going to jump up and down and swear and curse my head off at the government. You know why? Because I used to do that, and my Heavenly Father said not to, and I've gone through mocking. I've gone through looking stupid in front of everybody because, uh, for, for God's sake. And you know what? Praise the Lord God, I don't want this world to think I fit in with everybody all of the time. Amen? I'm not a people pleaser. And I don't even, 
Amen? And it's not because I'm so red-pilled. Because I'll be the guy that's well. Amen? Lots of patriots out there are going to be real surprised when they find out that... uh, You know, it wasn't good enough to just not be a liberal. We got to go to our uh, network break for Mojo Five O on the radio station and WBN three two four. How to endure persecution? Amen. The key to enduring persecution. Amen. The key to suffering loss for Jesus' sake. And this is something I need to learn too. And uh, so I don't think I'm better than anybody else here. I'm just getting into my Bible. This is what my Bible says. Let's see what he went through. We'll be back right after this. Everybody stick a round. Thank you for listening to Mojo Five O. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O. A missing military helicopter is found. Lisa Brady, Fox News. There is no word yet on the condition of the helicopter or the crew. Five U.S. Marines were heading from Nevada to California when they went down overnight. Our hopes are of the best here, uh, but this was a... MH-53, Marine Corps MH-53, a large helicopter. National Security Council spokesman John Kirby says the president has been briefed. The aircraft was found by civil authorities in Pine Valley, California, that's in the mountains east of San Diego. For now, search and rescue efforts continue in snowy conditions. Israel's prime minister says the war in Gaza won't stop until absolute victory. Benjamin Netanyahu insists there is no other solution to the crisis than the complete elimination of Hamas. The Israeli Prime Minister's words seemingly dashing hopes of an imminent ceasefire and hostage release deal. Proposals had been put to Hamas last week and they sent back their own response yesterday. Fox's Jonathan Savage Netanyahu says Hamas is making delusional demands that won't bring back the hostages, ruling out any agreement that leaves Hamas in control of any part of Gaza. Still, Hamas says it's sending a senior official to Cairo tomorrow for more ceasefire talks. The U.S. Senate set to decide whether a security package that includes border proposals and foreign aid can advance. Majority Leader Chuck Schumer has a plan A and plan B for getting aid to Ukraine and Israel, and he hopes enough Republicans will get on board. Well, we're going to give them both options. We're going to take, we'll take either one. Schumer will put a bipartisan bill on the floor that includes border security reforms and President Biden's emergency foreign aid package. If that fails, the Senate will then vote on a bill that doesn't include border reforms, but does include billions for border security and foreign Foreign aid, including Taiwan and Gaza. Fox's Ryan Schmelz on Capitol Hill. America is listening to Fox News. We remind all of our listeners that the views and opinions of the show hosts and guests appearing on Mojo Favo Radio are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of Cuddle Me Buff LLC, its owners and partners, or this network. Thank you for listening to Mojo Favo Radio. I'll bet you've noticed there are food shortages happening just about everywhere. If you think it'll get worse before it gets better, don't get caught unprepared to feed your family. Prepare with Mojo50.com. 
Good evening. This is Chris with KWSN News. Today's headlines. Inflation is on the rise. Crime is skyrocketing. And war is looming around the world. While it might feel like the world is falling down around us, there are still good people that exist in this world. Take a break from conventional news and tune in to Damn It with Beaver on Mojo 50 Radio, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays. Hear random acts of kindness, how you can help save an animal's life with the rescue of the month, and many other topics that will make you smile and possibly even laugh out loud and make you forget for one hour that the world is burning down around you. So don't let the world get you down. You just say, damn it, and you move on. That's Damn It with Beaver, 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Saturdays on Mojo 5 Radio. After a long, hard night, I am exhausted. I need something that will stimulate me. That's why I start each day with Ron's sexual chocolate. It really gets me off to work. Find the flavor that stimulates you and gets you off to work at AmericanPrideRoasters.com. Canuck Radio and uh, praise the Lord. So we we were just reading about uh, in Hebrews chapter eleven, cruel mockings uh, lost. Uh, the apostles were they 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 were happy to suffer shame for the name of Jesus Christ. They weren't worried that uh, how's my hair? Uh, you know what I mean. I, I sat in a makeup chair for two hours to tell people about God today. That was my suffering. Amen. And 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 we're talking about the key to enduring persecution, right? No matter what it is. And and you know, like mocking. Most people can't handle that at all. They they can't handle being criticized or scrutinized for the things that they say or do. That's why you have censorship. That's why people won't put their real name on their comments online because they're too scared to most of the time, right? They're afraid. They're afraid that they'll lose their job or they'll suffer some kind of persecution or just that people will uh, find out where they live or what, you know what I mean? Amen. And so that is quite frankly, a thing that that people will deal with and uh yeah yeah that's that's literally how it is now let's let's look at um this concept of not accepting deliverance in order to obtain a better resurrection okay and and Hebrews chapter 11 
People call it the faith chapter. And that's that's the key. That's the key. Faith. Okay? I'll just, I'll, I'll let it out right now. Faith. Okay? If you have faith that there is a resurrection from the dead, if you have faith that God's promises supersede what you see and you hear, then you'll endure anything for him. And 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 so, amen, uh, Hebrews 11 is known as the faith chapter. We went to the end of it and talked about cruel mocking, torture, beatings, right? Uh, people uh, uh, were willing to, uh, Abraham and, and his son Isaac, how that, he, he, he was, he had the knife in the air. If God said, sacrifice your son, he was so confident in the resurrection of the, the, of the dead that he, his, the fact that God made a promise superseded his own sense of loss. Joseph making mention of his bones. Moses hid three months of his parents. Uh, Gideon, Jephthah, Samson, Jericho, all by faith. Amen? Believing in the promises. Now, this is what happened with Jesus. Okay? Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. In your Bibles with me. This is... Uh, the price that was paid, okay, the finished work on the cross, uh, a lot of people tend to downplay it. When you get into the work on the cross and how it was shown and how God patiently for thousands of years showed it through the law, through the flood, through the exodus, through the coming into the land of Canaan, all the things that happened in the wilderness, it was all about this. And that's when you learn to look for Jesus and his church in the Old Testament. And when you get a revelation of that, that's when you'll start to understand the tabernacle, the Ark of the Covenant, the priesthood. All that stuff. I, I've got so much scripture here. I, I doubt we're going to get to it all. Um, I, I really honestly do not think that I have time to get to all of the scripture that I have in front of me today. But right now, let's go to Luke chapter 22. And we're going to start with verses 63 through 71. Okay, now it is the Passover. The, he has had the Passover supper and... He has been delivered up to uh, to be killed. Luke, he's betrayed by his best friend. Betrayed by his friend that he sat with. Okay? Stabbed in the back. Sold out to be killed for a little bit of money. That probably don't feel too good. Amen? Luke 22 and verse 63 it's a long chapter. <clears throat> so talks about being hit in the face, spit on. Uh, the men that held Jesus mocked him and smote him. They, this is right after 
Peter could not handle the mocking and criticism of a 13-year-old girl. Okay? Right after that. And she wasn't even mocking him. Okay? She she wasn't even making fun of him. She was just like, you're one of them, aren't you? You were with that guy. You were with him. No, I know you were. You talk like them. You talk different. You don't fit in with us around here. You are one of them, and I know you are. Amen? I know what that's like to not fit in in the world because you've been with Jesus. <laughs> I know what that's like. Praise the Lord. You don't fit in. You just don't fit in. And they they held Jesus. They mocked him, and they smote him. They punched him in the face, mocked him. When they blindfolded him, they struck him on the face and asked him, saying, prophesy who smote you who hit you hey hey i heard you're a prophet you hey miracle man you you imagine being blindfolded and letting people punch you in the face uh when when you're somebody that could tell a storm to stop and cast devils out of people you have access to that kind of power but you don't accept deliverance that you may obtain a better resurrection, like Paul just said, amen, because the spirit in him said, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going, endure the shame, endure the shame. This happened in the Old Testament, amen, Second Kings 22, real quick, don't lose your place in Luke 22, Second Kings 22, all right, we have... In the mouth of two or three witnesses, this has happened before, right? Second Kings chapter 22, a man prophesied and he was right. He did the right thing. Amen. Uh, this prophet Micaiah prophesied that God sent a lying spirit into the mouths of the false prophets. There were false prophets and they lied to the king, and Micaiah had a vision that the Lord, sitting on his throne, had a spirit say, I'll go lie in the mouths of the false prophets. There was 400 to 1, 400 false prophets to one real one. And after he had prophesied, uh, verse 24, Zedekiah the son of Cheniah went near and smote Micaiah on the cheek, he punched him in the face and said, which way went the spirit of the Lord from me to speak to you? Prophesy, who hit you? See, it was all showing of Jesus. That, that's how you got to read your Old Testament. Same God, same thing. All showing. But it was types and shadows and clues. Remember, Jesus was the author and and the finisher. He was showing in his creation what he was going to do to purchase unto himself a church, a city, a bride, a gathering, a peculiar people zealous of good works. No matter how much they were mocked, no matter how much they were faced with loss in this world, by faith they saw something better. Even though they never, ever, ever saw the face of Jesus, they believed Enough to suffer loss and shame for what he had after. Because he promised, just like their father Abraham. 
Praise the Lord. Oh, this is good stuff, huh? Amen. Luke 22, we're back there now. Prophesy, who hit you? Just like the false prophet said to Micaiah in, in 1 Kings 22, and many other things blasphemously spake they against him, blasphemously. And as soon as it was day, the elders of the people and the chief priests and the scribes came together and led him into their council, saying, Are you the Christ? When they said, the Christ, that was the promised seed that was spoken of by Moses, that was spoken of uh, to Abraham by God, of your seed shall all families of the earth be blessed. And it was that same promised seed to Adam and Eve in the garden, of the woman shall come a seed. Amen. They were always supposed to be looking for that promise. That was the Old Testament plan of salvation. Believe on him who was to come. Believe that it was going to happen. That's why there was people in the temple when, when, uh, when Mary came to the temple... Because in the law, you had to circumcise the child on the eighth day. And they had to offer uh, offerings. If a woman had a man-child or a, a female child, there were sacrifices that they had to go and make. And there was provisions in the law for it. And they went to the temple. And there was people there that were waiting for the promised seed. Amen? There was an old man that, that had been told by God, you will not die until you see the promise of the Father. And he held up the child and he said, Behold, I have seen the Lord's salvation. Amen. Isaiah 12, Jehovah shall, has become our salvation. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Messenger 9-11. See, there's going to be people that come into chat rooms using fake names because they don't have the guts to, to use their real name just spouting stuff to try and throw you off your game. It's going to happen. All right. Now, they said, are you the Christ? Tell us. And he said to them, if I tell you, you won't believe. And if I also ask you, you won't answer me. Right. Now, then... If we skip down to chapter 23, he was sent to the Roman governor Pilate, okay? And they stirred up the people, a crowd of people mocking you, right? And saying, let go the murderer. Amen. He was guilty of insurrection where have you heard that word bandied about lately huh praise the lord verse six when Pilate heard of galilee he asked whether the man were a galilean as soon as he knew that he belonged to herod herod's jurisdiction he sent him to herod who himself also was at jerusalem at the time and when herod saw jesus he was exceeding glad for he was desirous of him to, for a long season because he had heard many things and he hoped to have seen some miracle done by him. He wanted a magic show. He wanted, amen. And Jesus could have come in and begged to be let go. He could have 
done a miracle for Herod and said, look, King Herod, I'm the Messiah. Let's Let's you and me make a deal. But he would not accept deliverance because he knew of the resurrection. You understand how that works? And they questioned with him in many words, but he answered him nothing. And the chief priests and scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod and his men of war set him in naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him back to Pilate. Amen. See, he's been mocked. He's been beaten. He's been hit in the head. He's been pushed around. He's been spit on. He's been accused. Just everything coming at this guy from all around. And then they bring in murderer. They call for him to be killed. Amen? Now, in the law, they had to bring out two sheep and cast lots on them. This is in Leviticus chapter 16. One would be a scapegoat, which would have the sins of the people on it and get set free. And one would be killed. And I got this from listening to Pastor Mike Bloom. He, he did a Bible study on, uh, praise God, on uh, the, the, the duties of the high priest and the, the Day of Atonement one every year. And how Jesus fulfilled that. And it was just awesome. So, I mean... We're, uh, we're, I just kicked my desk and the camera went all nuts, but praise the Lord. We're talking about enduring hardship, mocking, right? People in internet chat rooms who don't have the guts to put their own name on their convictions, who will say all kinds of things to you, Right? Praise the Lord. Not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. Turn with me to Matthew 26. Matthew chapter 26. We're using a King James Bible today. Matthew chapter 26. I'm a King James guy. All the way, it's what I use. Once in a while, if I need to find a definition of a different word, uh, that that's a little unclear from the 1611 King James. I will go and look at. Uh, I've, I've got several, and uh, but by far I think that the purest translation is the King James. I I that's what I use. You got a problem with it? Too bad. Too bad. Matthew chapter 26, verses 51 to 53 in your Bibles. Praise the Lord. Jeannie, are you here today? Now, this, they were in the Garden of Gethsemane, okay? Judas has come with a uh, bunch of people and uh, they're going to arrest Jesus. 
They're going to arrest him. All right. <laughs> wow. Looking at my chat room there. Hey, Messenger 911, if you're of God, put your name on it. Where do you, what's your name? Where do you live? I'm Mike Phillip. I live in Edmonton. I bring people into my home for church and teach Bible studies every day. Matthew chapter 26. And verse 51. Peter has taken a sword and cut the ear off of the high priest. Cut the ear off. Okay, he was going to take a sword and go to war for Jesus. Okay, and I hear a lot of a lot of people saying we're we're going to go to war because we're Christians. Amen. Guns, right? Swords. Matthew twenty six verse fifty one. Behold, one of them which were with Jesus stretched out his hand, drew his sword, struck a servant of the high priest, and cut off his ear. Then said Jesus unto him, Put up again thy sword into his place, for all they that take the sword shall perish with the sword. And here it is. Listen to this right here. Listen to this. Listen to this. Listen to this. And we're going to grab, we're going to cite precedent in the Old Testament for this. Thinkest thou that I cannot now pray to my father and he shall presently give me more than 12 legions of angels? But how then shall the scripture be fulfilled? And thus it must be. Amen. He said, I could pray for 12 legions of angels. And this could all be put to a stop. I could stop this anytime. My life isn't taken. I lay it down. The good shepherd lays down his life. Now let's look for a Old Testament precedent for angels coming to rescue God's people. Remember, we're building on the precedent uh, on, on Hebrews 11 that they were tortured and would not accept deliverance in order to obtain a better resurrection. Amen? We're going to go to 2 Kings chapter 6. Okay? The prophet Elisha. Remember, this that, that book of Hebrews was written. Uh, well, it says it in the name. Hebrew. They could have called it Jews. Right? Seed of Abraham. 2 Kings, chapter 6. Again, I'm not an anti-guns guy. I just don't think that they're going to get you to heaven. And, amen, if you didn't pray this morning, all the guns and bullets, weightlifting, and mixed martial arts in the world aren't going to save you from anything. Amen, they're just not. I care says a legion is a thousand, Pastor Mike. Thank you, I care in BC. I've heard that before, but when you're live, you just don't remember stuff off the top of your head all the time. Thank you, I care. I appreciate that. Twelve thousand. 
12,000 angels. You imagine the damage they could do? 2 Kings chapter 6 in your Bible. The prophet Elisha and his servant, chapter 6 of 2 Kings. And uh, we're going to go to verse 22. Praise the Lord. Uh, no, not 22. Not 22, I apologize. Second Kings 6 and 8. The king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Okay, so think about this. The king of Syria is having a private war council saying, We're going to put our camp here. Uh, you never, never tell your enemy what you're going to do, right? It was secret. Loose lips sink ships, right? Took counsel with his servants. And the man of God, Elisha, sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of, and saved himself there not once nor twice. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing. How come we keep having private meetings with nobody else around and the king of Israel knows not to go where we're camped? How do they know what we're talking about in private? What's going on? The kings of Syria is troubled, right? Because the man of God is hearing from the spirit of the Lord and is told where they're going to be and it's accurate every time, right? He called his servants and said to them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? He said, we have a mole in our camp. Somebody here is leaking. We have a leaker. Someone is leaking information that we're discussing privately to the king of Israel. That's how he knows where we're going to be camped. One of the servants said, none, nobody is. Nobody is a traitor or a mole or a leaker. My Lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel telleth the king of Israel the words that thou speak in thy bedchamber. When you're alone, God hears you and he's telling the prophet Elisha that's how the king of Israel knows. And God is the same today. Amen? He's exactly the same. There's no different. All right? Remember, Jesus said, I could call on my father. I I could bring down 12 legions of angels right now if I want to. But the scriptures need to be fulfilled. Peter, I can stop this anytime I want. I don't need you and your little sword. Let's say Peter had an AR-15. 
Kingdom of God needs me to go to war. <laughs> right? Well, I would have been just as flimsy as that sword. He said, go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, behold, he is in Dothan. Therefore send he hither horses, chariots, and a great host. And they came by night and compassed the city about. Think about that. They wake up in the morning and there is an army. A foreign army is surrounding them when they wake up in the morning. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots. And his servant said to him, Alas, my master, what shall we do? What are we going to do? We're surrounded by an entire army. There's a, oh, look at all them soldiers. They got horses. They got everything. They got rocket launchers. They got Kalashnikovs and body armor. And he answered and said, fear not. For they that be with us are more than they which be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man. And he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. This is what Jesus was talking about. He said, and, and they were there. They were there. They just couldn't see him. Jesus said to Peter, don't you know that I can put a stop to this anytime? Satan only took a third of the armies of heaven with him. One third. I, I'm convinced that a lot more goes on than... I'm convinced that people that that uh, 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 God's people allow more to go on than should, because they don't know what they have at their disposal. But there's some that are aware that don't get del they won't accept deliverance, that they may obtain a better resurrection. This is what Jesus was talking about. See, the Old Testament, God is the same. It's the same situation. And when Jesus was going to that cross, and when he was betrayed, the apostles, see, they had read all this stuff. They knew, they, they heard it in synagogue. They, they had been to the temple. They heard the scribes and the Pharisees. They heard them reading the book of Isaiah. They heard them reading the books of the Psalms. They heard them reading First and Second Kings, the books of Moses. They heard it, but they did not believe it. That's why Peter figured he had to go and get a sword. No, this isn't happening. Amen? We've got to fight. The place you fight 
is when you're making your schedule up for the day in the morning. That's where you fight. To find a place of prayer. If you, if you don't, if you have not got a prayer life, if you don't have a, if you're not born of the water and spirit, full of the Holy Ghost, and picking up your cross every day, it doesn't matter how many weapons you have. It doesn't matter. If you are full of the Holy Ghost and and picking up your cross every day, which which is why I do what I do here. Amen. I'm growing with you guys. Do you know? When I started preaching and teaching Bible studies on this daily broadcast, uh, I have, my knowledge of God's word has expanded so much in the last three, four years. Because I'm in it every day. Amen? Uh, Meeting up with you guys and feasting on the bread of life every day has done so much for me. And I'm still learning. Amen? Praise the Lord. And so, Jesus would not accept deliverance. Why? Because his resurrection was the whole point. So that the Lord said unto my Lord, sit thou on my right hand until I make thine enemies thy footstool. That was the whole point of it. Was that that body, the lamb that was slain could be resurrected so that if the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he could quicken your mortal body. Amen? We got to go to a commercial break. I skipped it in hour one. Let's do it now. We'll be back. Uh, All this stuff that is in the commercials is available at my website, AmericanArcRadio.com. We also take author offerings and tithes there. And if you want to uh, be a cheerful giver and you have faith that God's word is true and that he loves a cheerful giver, I'll give you an opportunity to be blessed by going to my website and helping me pay my power bill and live in, in a house and have a functioning studio. There you go. God bless you. We'll be back right after this, everybody. Stick around. I'm at a phase in my life where, because I understand the importance of water, I want the best that I can buy. So I have an Echo water system that really has upgraded my health because it produces hydrogen, which is good for your gut. It's good for oxidative stress. Um, When I was competing as an athlete, I didn't know about that. Um, That was something I would have loved to have had back then because my body was so stressed. You know, when you think about a lot of the disease that people are dealing with now, that's what it is. Inflammation, issues with their gut. When I even think about my father, you know, and, and Parkinson's, And I think about family members that have diabetes and that have Crohn's, you know, and it's like, I just want to be like, here, here, take some of this water so it can heal you, you know, and it can allow your body to do what it was designed to do. At Romica Designs, we're more than just a laser engraving and specialty design company, much more. 
I'm Ron Phillips, co-owner of Romica Designs, and if you can dream it, we can probably make it. We can custom laser cut and engrave on nearly all material. Great for one-of-a-kind gifts, home decor, business and specialty items, or personalized and logo designs created just for you or your company. Allow us to become your go-to gift and specialty project partner. Romica Designs can help make your ideas a reality. We're ready to help you design and create that special gift for any occasion or engrave your personal or business logo on just about any product. View our designs at RomicaDesigns.com or simply email us with your ideas. We specialize in custom design and we'd be honored to have the opportunity to discuss it with you. Call us at 817-400-4040, email info at RomicaDesigns.com or visit us on the web at RomicaDesigns.com. We must seize the means of production. Stop it, Vlad. You know the rule. If you want to regulate something, go regulate the mess in your room. It seems a big part about being a mom these days is helping your kids unlearn the crazy ideas they're exposed to in the world. Mom, I just found out that if I run into the TV fast enough, I'll become a cartoon. Nope, that will kill you. And it's not just normal kid stuff either. Now, my kids are being told by the media and even the school system that socialism is great. Mama, if we just get rid of all these successful people, we'll finally be happy. No, honey, that just means we'll all be poor. I want to teach my kids right, but it is so hard to find age-appropriate material to teach them about the principles of freedom. The blocks are the supply, and when people want them, that's demand. Is that what Dad meant when he said you're too demanding? Luckily, I now have the Tuttle Twins to help us. The Tuttle Twins is a series of books written for freedom-loving parents that teach correct principles about free markets in clear and relatable stories. You know, clear and relatable, so opposite of socialists. With over two million copies sold, these books are the best way to teach your child real-world topics not covered by most school curriculum. Mom, I demand cookies. There's no more supply. Oh? So if you have offspring and don't want them supporting socialism, then click the link and order the Tuttle Twins books today. If you look historically at like the boomer generation, who I largely blame for where we are today because of their apathy and their complacency and their lukewarm Christianity, I, I, and I'm sorry, I mean, that's my mom and my dad, and they get upset with me, but you know what? I'm not singling them out, but I am. They, every I single do. person in that, in that generation is responsible for us now having to fight so that our children don't have to. We got one segment left here, about 20 minutes or so before we go to the end of the show. And uh, I am going to, uh, hallelujah, I'm going to have ninth hour prayer just a little bit early because I have to step out, all right? Rock monster, word of God, read John chapter 14. Jesus said, he that seeth me seeth the Father. Unto us a child is born, a son is given. His name shall be called the everlasting Father. Amen. There are not uh, separations of persons in the Godhead. 
Amen. The fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus Christ. Okay. Praise the Lord. I'd love to get together with you and have a Bible study on that. He that seeth me seeth the Father. Praise the Lord. Uh, now, let's talk about suffering persecution some more, okay? Because all of the prophets did. And they all had doubts going in. Jeremiah, when he was called by God, he said, I am just a child. I cannot stand in front of them. We talked about mocking and, and people looking down on you because you have the testimony of Jesus Christ for being filled with the Holy Ghost, for saying, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Amen? And you're supposed to bind those words on your <laughs> on your forehead and on your right hand. One God. Amen? He that was before me, he that cometh after me was before me. All right? Jesus is Jehovah come in the flesh. That is Bible. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the book of Jeremiah chapter 1. Verse 7. Sorry, verse 6. Then said I, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am a child. But the Lord said unto me, Say not, I am a child, for thou shalt go to all that I shall send you, and whatsoever I command you, thou shalt speak. Be not afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, saith the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand and touched my mouth, and the Lord said unto me, Behold, I have put my words in thy mouth. Amen. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and pull down and destroy and throw down to build and to plant. Amen. If you are not full of the Holy Ghost, how is he? How are you going to have his words in your mouth? How are you going to prophesy? How are you going to give a word of knowledge? Amen? If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, that's the promise of the Father. Amen? That is the new covenant that He would put His Spirit inside of you and speak through you. What are you going to do for anybody else? Amen? Praise the Lord. And then, this is interesting. He gives a vision of the inside of the Ark of the Covenant in the Holiest of Holies. What was inside of the Ark of the Covenant? Well, there was the rod that budded with almonds, the pot that had the manna in it, and the tablets which with law written on them. And he says, Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what seest thou? He said, I see the rod of an almond tree. The Lord said to me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. The word of the Lord came second time, saying, What seest thou? He said, I see a seething pot, and the face thereof is towards the north. All right, so there you got the rod that buds with almonds, the golden pot with manna, only it's seething, it's bubbling over. 
the bread of life inside of the Ark of the Covenant is ready to blow. Then the Lord said unto me, Out of the north an evil shall break forth upon the inhabitants of the land, and I will call all the families of the kingdoms of the north, saith the Lord, and they will come, and they shall set every one his throne at the entrance of the gates of Jerusalem, around the walls thereof, round about, and against all the cities of Judah. What was going to happen was that there was going to be a siege, an invasion. Now, because he brought this vision to the people of Judah, the exact thing that we read in Hebrews chapter 11, they were mocked, they were stoned, they were thrown in jail, they were beaten. This happened to him. And the things that I talk about on this show was the reason they did it, okay? They said, this guy is weakening the people of Israel because he's telling them not to fight. He's telling them, don't pick up your sword and go to war against the armies of the Chaldeans round about you. And so they threw him in prison. Because like Jesus, he said, put your sword down. All authority is of God. All of it. If if anything is allowed, it's allowed of him. That's it. We are running out of time, so I'll let you read that on your own. That is in Jeremiah chapter 38. Now, Ezekiel, same thing. He said, I'll make your head harder than flint. Chapter 26, don't be afraid of their faces. All right? Chapter 26. Book of Ezekiel. Sorry, 2 and 6. Chapter 2 and verse 6. Read my notes wrong. Ezekiel chapter 2 and verse 6. Thou son of man, be not afraid of them, neither be afraid of their words. Though the briars and thorns be with you, and thou dost dwell among scorpions. Be not afraid of their words, nor be dismayed at their looks. The way that they look at you, the words that come out of their mouth, though they be a rebellious house. And though, and thou shalt speak my words unto them, whether they will hear or whether they will forbear, for they are a most rebellious house. That's the other thing. When you get called of God, there's going to be a whole lot of people. And these were religious Jews. Okay? They would go to Ezekiel. So let's go hear the preaching of the word. They love to hear it. They love to hear it, but they wouldn't do it. And when they heard of the word of the Lord, they rebelled against it. No, I get to do it my way. Don't tell me. I'm my own pastor. I don't need a pastor. I don't listen to nobody. I sit at home by myself. 
I don't submit to authority. Turn with me, if you will. Praise the Lord. To Ezekiel chapter 3, verses 7, 8, and 9. But the house of Israel will not hearken. They won't listen. They grew up hearing the Bible their whole life in synagogue. They heard it over and over again. They will not hearken unto me, for all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. Behold, I have made your face strong against their faces, and thy forehead strong against their foreheads. As an adamant harder than flint have I made your forehead. Fear them not, neither be dismayed at their looks, though they be a rebellious house. Moreover, he said to me, Son of man, all my words that I will speak unto you, receive in your heart and hear with your ears. Amen. They wouldn't listen. They wouldn't listen. We have more churches today. I mean, everywhere. All over. I'm surrounded with them. Surrounded with churches. Very little truth, though. Very little. I was just talking to somebody the other day about this. The best Bible teaching you will ever hear is almost never, ever, ever with big YouTube accounts or Twitter accounts with millions or even hundreds of thousands of people following them. It's hidden. It's hidden. Very few, very, very few go the narrow way. Very few. Don't listen. Love to hear the preaching. Won't do it. Amen. We're running out of time. Praise the Lord. <laughs> We're running low on time. We're uh, at less than 10 minutes here. And so I'm going to take some prayer requests. We're going to get together and pray for ninth hour. Praise God. And uh, we have seen miraculous things happen in this gathering. Amen. And uh, I've got I've got so much scripture that I doubt I can get to it all. Well, I know I can't, not in the time that we have left. But what is the prescription for enduring persecution or hardship? Well, I'll tell you what. You're never, ever, ever going to get persecuted for the name of Jesus if you go online and hide behind a fake name and... Never go out and teach a Bible study. You're never going to get persecuted for the name of Jesus if you don't speak truth. If you don't, you need to get born of the water and spirit. Okay? Maybe God has touched you at some time in your life. Okay, uh, just about everybody has felt God's presence at some time in their life. That does not mean you are saved from anything. All right? The people on the day of Pentecost that Peter said to them, repent, they believed in God. But they were wrong. 
They were wrong. Jesus said to the woman at the well, God is a spirit. Those who come to him and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay? We don't worship a man. We worship a spirit. God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And there is no other name given among men whereby me might be saved. All right? Repent. Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. You can be forgiven without having your sins remitted. Forgiveness is one thing. Remission is another. Repent. Turn away from them. Amen. What? How, how do you repent? Well, that's real simple. Uh, get into the Word of God. Find out what He hates and clear it out of your life. Is there something in your house or in your internet history or in your text messages or in your emails a tendency inside of you that you would not want to come up on the Day of Judgment? If, if, if Jesus showed up at your house, would you have to hide things as though you could? I, I, I can say whatever I want on screen here, but I've got to shut off the camera and go and stand before my family and my wife and my church, right? Ultimately, whatever you're doing when nobody's looking is going to determine whether you have power with God when people are around. You can say whatever you want when people are looking. You can pretend all you want. You can make up your own way all you want. But there is only one way into the kingdom of heaven. There is one Lord, one faith, and one bat. That's it. You don't get to make it up. And I don't... I don't uh, the most deceptive thing out there is that we've got uh, 600 different denominations all calling themselves churches. One God. One name given. Amen. Zechariah 14.9 In that day shall the Lord be one and his name one. Amen. We're out of time. Praise the Lord. We're out of time. Praise you, Jesus. Johnny Tsunami, good to see you. I didn't know if you were here. Praise the Lord. Good to see you. <laughs> Is Ginny here? I didn't see her today. Praise God. Let's all pray. Let's all lift up the name of Jesus in prayer. And... Uh, we have a Bible study that you can teach to your friends, family, to your enemies over at AmericanUckRadio.com on, on my website over here. You can see it on the, on the banner ad. Okay. You know how much work we do to make this stuff come out to you? Like I, I, I've got to be in my Bible for about approximately four hours a day. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying. There's a lot of work that goes into, into teaching these Bible studies. Did, could you teach for two hours a day? Two hours a day. 
Just open it up. Help me out. Work with me. Get this before people. Learn to pray. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen? I don't know how much time we have life left. I really don't. <sighs> Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus, Almighty God, we lift up your name. I pray, God, that we would have faith in your word and that we would rule off persecution in order to obtain a better resurrection. I pray, God, that faith would come by hearing and hearing by the word. I pray, Lord Jesus, that all paths would be made straight, that repentance would be granted. I pray, Lord Jesus, that people would worship your spirit in truth. Now, I pray, God, that you would grant it to them. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Almighty God. Everybody pray for me. I've got to run downtown with my wife. God bless you. Go to AmericanArcRadio.com. Grab that free Bible study. Learn it yourself. This is the seditious, rabble-rousing, liberty-loving, home of fun, entertaining, and compelling talk. Mojo Five-O.